Welcome. I'm Mandy, a former history teacher. And I'm Evita, a former mechanical engineer. We're both married with four kids, two two boys, boys, two two girls. girls. We're two young professionals turned stay-at-home moms, navigating all facets of homemaking one step at a time to help you become the mother and wife you are called to be. Hello, our faithful listeners. If you like what you hear, please, well, I guess if you don't either, (laughs) we want real feedback. Please go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate us, um, follow us on Spotify, become a follower so you know when our episodes are released, all of the above, so we can get a sense of what you guys are liking and give you more of that. And make sure to share with your friends if you do like the content, because we do really want to spread the word of all the goodness that comes with homemaking and everything we can learn and the ways we can grow. So yeah, if you could do that, that would be greatly appreciated. Yes. Thank you. Hi everyone. Evita here. Thank you for joining us. This week we will be discussing actual applications of how we can simplify and declutter. And it's a continuation of last week's episode. So I hope you enjoy. So one of the biggest things in my house, just to kind of take those principles, those guidelines, kind of apply them to a specific area to give you kind of an idea what that looks like. Toys were a big problem in my house because obviously they're played with a lot. And so a lot of the messes ended up being toys everywhere, right? I'd find them all over the house. And what I decided to do is first you need to simplify, right? If you have toys coming out of every room, you have too many. So the first step is you want to go through the toys. and this can be difficult because a lot of people have anxiety that if they throw something away, their their kid is going to be like devastated. And that's kind of why I do some of this by myself and I do some of it with my kids. I do some of it by myself because my kids are not at the emotional maturity level to handle like, mm-hmm. what is good for me? Right. You know? And so they'll just say, yes, hold on to everything. Yes. Or they'll like find this newfound love of something they didn't even know yes. we had until I pulled it out. So you might want to figure that out. What's best for you and your family of how to include them and what to do kind of, you know, while they're at nap time or whatever, what you kind of want to go through on your own. So a good rule of thumb when going through toys, figuring out what should I keep and what should I get rid of is think about what is used. So what do you always see your kids grab? And what is valuable? And I say that because my kids don't always use what is valuable. Hmm. So sometimes I have like these educational things I got that I want to work with them on or, you know, so I'm not going to toss those things out, but I'm going to keep them for maybe like more guided play when I work with them Mm -hmm. or, or things like that. But always look at what's used and what's valuable. I mean, one time my kids played with like this really weird little figurine. And I was like, is this really valuable? Like how they use it, you know? And it's so small and I find it everywhere. And so I ended up deciding to get rid of it. And you know what? It wasn't a big deal. Like they didn't even miss it. So, okay. um, I was, I was honestly prepared for you to say that they like noticed it and were like, I think one time someone asked, like, oh, I wonder where this is. Yes. But there's so many toys. But gosh, that gives me relief. Mm-hmm. When I go through the kids' toys, I also think like, gosh, if I toss this, they love this thing. It's a piece of junk, but like they love it. <laughs> well, maybe I should just toss it. They probably won't remember. Yeah. Nope. Usually <laughs> yes. not. Or, you know, like I know people love Play-Doh, but I've just had so many bad experiences with it. I, yeah. we, I get my kids other modeling clay that's not as 
problematic. And I just, I will toss Play-Doh every day. Like if someone gives it to my kids, whatever, it goes in the garbage because yes, they'll use it. But to me, it's not valuable for what's done with it. (laughs) So sayonara. (laughs) Yes, you definitely have to be like attentive if they're using it, which, you know. Yes. It's just amazing. Yeah, sometimes you're unsure. And that's where I'd kind of like give myself time to like watch my kids. Like, yeah. hmm, what are they going to grab in here today? Right. Before making some of those decisions. Or sometimes you might even think it's okay to include your kids in those and be like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, so-and-so, do you play with this a lot? Just yeah. be aware if your kid's going to say yes to everything may not be a helpful yes. um, determination, but just like keep your eye out that week and see, or you know what, take the toy out and see what happens. Right. Put it in another right. room and see if anyone cares. Yes. And something I heard from this woman who like has her own podcast on living minimally and simply and things like that. Mm-hmm. She kind of brought up this topic exactly today and I was listening to it and she was saying, you know, that sometimes when you want to declutter your kids things and they're there you were saying they oh they have like a newfound love for it and it was tucked away and all that so she was saying like you know if somebody were to come into our house and say oh I'm gonna get rid of that and that that you too would probably be like no or that was tucked away oh that's mine no I could never get rid of that right so one way to kind of instill in your kids that it's okay to let go and obviously Mm -hmm. twofold it's you know to clean the house but also to detach from material things that's a good lesson to learn but One way to do that or have them be more okay with it is inviting them into the process when you're doing it. Like you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, I'm going to, you know, clean out this part of the basement. Do you want to come help me or do you want to come see what I'm doing? So they get used to the idea that it's okay for the parent to do it with their own things Mm, so that when they see that, they can think, they are learning. They're absorbing yeah. all this. They might not say things, well, they're but they're the okay with it. Of, we don't need everything. Yes. We don't need everything. And so we have to go through it yeah. and say, like, do I need this? So, yeah, that's a great point that yeah. you model what you want them to. Yeah. So it becomes see. a normal thing. Like, yeah. oh, it's not mom just coming yeah. in and wreaking and havoc you know, on my stuff treasures. Too, when yeah. they're older and have a little bit more emotional maturity, you can have them come with you to donate their toys. And you're like, some other kid is going to be so happy that they get this toy from you. Now that, and you know, like even a favorite toy can become the non-favorite. And so it just is like a retired toy. And it's kind of hard to get rid of because there's like memories attached to that. But if it's, if it's served its purpose and your kid has moved on because they're getting older, then that's a time to, to just let them know that someone else can, you know, and that having it here, it's not getting played with. Another, Another way to incentivize too, that I've done is like, I tell, I tell my eldest, I tell him like, Hey, you know, if, you get rid of if you find five toys that you'll get rid of i'll buy you one new one mm-hmm. you know so kind of like a compromise they're yeah. getting rid of stuff in numbers right and you're bringing in one more thing so kind of you know giving them a little incentive yes incentives we all need them sometimes <laughs> and then the other thing i really like to think about when i buy toys too, not just get rid of them, is what is actually stimulating my kid's imagination. There are so many toys out there that make so much noise Mm -hmm. and they kind of supply the kid with how to play with it instead of getting the kid to think, how can I use this? How can I play with this? And that's why sometimes I do keep weird stuff that's like random little pieces of things because I see my kids using it as like, oh, this is like a tower. I'm going to build this into a tower. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's really stimulating their imagination. Like even if it's a broken toy, 
they're not using it how it was meant to be used, but they're using it in yes. kind of this creative way. Yes. So I think it's good to think about when you're purchasing toys, when you're getting rid of toys, you know, and not that having something that makes noise is bad. I mean, for me, I try to avoid it just for my own sake. Yeah, it's like batteries. <laughs> oh, we don't need shoot, any more noise. <laughs> yes. But it's okay to have some of those as long as the proportion, again, is a lot of them are, you know, like kids love magnetiles. My kids yeah. love them. And yeah. it does promote a lot of imagination. They're building something. Mm-hmm. They're like, look, mom, it's an octopus now. Mm-hmm. And when I hear that, that's where it's like, wow, this is like engaged playing. They're including their siblings. Yeah. They're including me. Yeah. And so that's how I kind of go about of what is what I really want in the playroom. Right. And what do I not want? And that helps you get rid of things. And also, like I said, be very mindful purchaser. Yes. And then if you have small kids, I tend to get rid of things with small parts because my kids can no longer use them the way they were intended to be used. Right. used. Right. Um, and, and there's not really a use for them without certain parts. Mm-hmm, so it just mm-hmm. becomes kind of like this dead toy. Yeah. You don't want to pick up the pieces. And yes. also if you have younger children, it's choking. like choking hazard. Yes. Exactly. So there in and of itself is a perfect reason to just toss it. Yep. 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 And if it's in good shape and they didn't lose the pieces yet, donate it, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Garage sale it. Um, but you definitely want to be mindful of all of these things that work for your house. Small parts are harder to clean up. So if you're purpose is to create a home that's easy to tidy up, you definitely want to think about that. So now that you kind of have a principle of how to go through toys, right? And and to be mindful of what you bring into your house with toys, how do you organize it? How do you make it so that cleanup time is easy? And I had mentioned before, we kind of changed our system so that when we had other kids over or whatever, it was just a quick cleanup. And so what I did is, first of all, I limit toys to an area. So you don't even have to have a separate room. Mm -hmm. But if you have a basement that you're like, okay, all toys are in the basement. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like this because it gets so chaotic when toys are in every single room of your house. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's perfect. Occasionally a toy will end up like my daughter will play with her baby doll and come in my room holding it. And I'm not like, get that downstairs. (laughs) But for the most part, if if my kid brings out magnetiles, I go, oh, no, no, no. We keep those. We play yes. with those downstairs. So we have like an area in our downstairs basement where my kids play. And that's where all their toys are stored. And I think if you have one area where they're stored, mm-hmm. they're more likely to keep things within in that, that area. area. For sure. So even if you have two areas, maybe you have upstairs toys and downstairs toys and you mm-hmm. like to keep that separate. Mm-hmm. Whatever works for you. Personally, I like to keep it simple. One area. So I've organized my playroom into like three areas. One, I had books all over my house. So I moved all the books down in the basement. So that is where the kids will have to go get their books. And obviously we bring them up to read at bedtime, but then they know where to put them back. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been very helpful. The other section is toys. So I love Ikea because they have all those storage options. Yeah. So I'm getting this big cube, like 16 cube organizer. Yes. And I love little bins because typically we have toys that you don't need a giant bin for. Mm -hmm. And so we have a rule at my house. You take out one bin at a time. So when you have like a one bin, 
Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to play with dolls. So my girls will know where the dolls are. And I have little labels on them with yes. pictures for the ones that can't read. But they actually, it's crazy how fast they memorize where the different toys are. Yes. They pull out that bin and that's what they play with. And then it makes it so easy for me because when I go down and I'm like, all right, it's cleanup time. Mm-hmm. My Obviously, you can't just tell your kids when they're younger, hey, go clean up the downstairs. I've tried it. They start playing so many times. They get distracted. They get distracted. So you really have to be the monitor. So I go down and I take out the doll bin and I say, all right, let's all pick up the dolls as fast as we can. And they throw all the dolls in that bin and we put it away. And then, all right, next let's do Legos Mm -hmm. because Samo's playing with Legos. Let's get all the Legos in. And they Mm -hmm. all put the Legos. So it makes cleanup really easy when there's a place for each individual thing like oh yes dolls go in here stuffed animals mm-hmm. go in here balls go in here mm-hmm. games go in here right um, and again baby the toys. brain craves order yes. they're they're wired mm-hmm. to understand and my systems. kids love that when they want to go play with something they know exactly where it is so yeah. i find when your house is a mess your kids just play with whatever they can see yeah and it's not really thought out like yeah. oh i want this toy yes and so when it's like all in this big cube area samuel's like hmm, what do i want to play with today think I'll take out the Legos and build a rocket ship. Yeah. And so he knows to go grab it. Right. And then, like I said, cleanup is way easier when you just throw the bin down and say, all right, all these toys. And it's actually gotten to the point now where when we have other kids over, um, the little kids will just start throwing things in all the different bins. Yeah. And the, my kids will be like, no, that doesn't <laughs> go there. Yes. That's not the doll bin. And even like, I mean – I know we all have kids that are naturally organized and kids that are kind of spacey. Yeah. And I have a mixture myself. Even my spacier kids, like, know what yes. bin it goes in. Yes. And they're it's very – simple enough that they understand. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And they want it to be there because they want to take care of their toys. They want to find them next mm-hmm. time when they mm-hmm. come down to play. Mm-hmm. And I've even heard, like, one time it was a real mess and, like – my son got so frustrated. He's like, I can't find my car. So I'm like, or I'm stepping on all the magnetiles. Like, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, cause it's not clean. And so I just like it because it really teaches them to take care of what they have. Yes. And so that is a really easy way. And like I said, you could find them used. I know people sell them used all the time or mm-hmm. go to Ikea. It's not super expensive, yeah. but it really is helpful to do smaller cubes. If you have smaller categories of things, mm-hmm. And then it just be a system and you will have to introduce it. You will have to like, there's a training period, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I promise you, if you put in the work now, your kids will be so self-directed. And like I said, we have kids over and it's like, oh, don't even help us clean up. It's totally fine. My kids will clean this up in five minutes. Yeah. It becomes a game for them too. They Mm -hmm. kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And they even teach the other kids like, all right, guys, all the logos go in this one. So cute. Yes. Becoming orderly people. Yes. Yes. So some of the um, examples that I have um, going off topic um, from the toys, I know in my living room there's like, you know, we have toddlers, so people are like if might have accents or might be, you know, dirty from the outside or there happens to always be an opportunity for clothes to be everywhere, like on the couches, on the chairs, people take off their coats, socks, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so one thing I do is that I keep a laundry bin in the living room. Um, it's kind of hidden away. You can buy one that's like aesthetically pleasing. But basically, I have it there and it's available so that anytime 
that there's clothes around, there's not a pile up, right? It's like, it's Mm -hmm. usually dirty. You throw it in the bin and it's out of sight. And that's actually, so, you know, I follow the two by 10 that we've mentioned on the other episodes and the downstairs laundry bin is like its own category. So Mm -hmm. I kind of, that's constantly being rotated out. It doesn't just sit there. It's just such a good idea. It's like part of the schedule. Um, Another thing that I've recently done is I, I bought a countertop, uh, mail organizer. So it's like a three slot organizer where you can kind of sift through all the papers that come in through your house easily because I was finding that I was having piles of stuff everywhere. Yeah. Mail. Mail. I know. It's just like there's bills and there's coupons and there's ads. You don't want to put it away because you're like, I need to pay that. So I got to keep it out in front. Yes. (laughs) Or it's like, if I want to stop by Burger King and get like a really good deal, I I better keep keep that insert. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So there's just a constant in, you know, influx of papers and documents coming in and it could be from your, you know, kid's school and things like that. So what I did was I bought this, um, you know, three slot organizer. And then I have, I have it categorized as like immediate action. So like bills and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I have the other one as like school related. Um, and then the last one is just like ads or week, you know, weekly ads and miscellaneous. And it's kind of just easy to do that. It It's also forces you to kind of handle the things as they come in. Yes. Right. I was going to say it, it helps you make quicker decisions. Yes. And that's kind of what it is. It takes a few minutes creating to sort. a place. Yeah. For it to go. Exactly. So you don't have to think about yes. where to put it and yes. where to go retrieve it. And then when and I think, yeah, go sorry, ahead. I was going to say that's a great point because I was going to say you don't have to be an OCD organizer because no. I think sometimes people think like, oh gosh, you have all those bins. You probably right. have a label maker. I'm never like yes. that. Yeah. My mom is a spatial organizer. And if you know what that means, it means that it doesn't always look clean. Like if you were to look at it, yeah, it doesn't look messy. But it doesn't look like OCD line. What you think standardly. Yeah. But she will tell you where everything is in that closet. Yeah. And know immediately. Yes. And so my mom is similar. (laughs) Like I've gone, I've tried to like go in her house and be like, we can get rid of this. And then she's like, wait, I had this and this and this. And she knows exactly what's in there. How do you have space in your brain for this? Oh yeah. It's their spatial. It's crazy. You should see my mom's recipe book. It was like papers coming out of it all over. I am not spatial so like I have to have things very neat and tidy and my mom I was like there's no way she can find stuff in here Yeah, she's like oh can you grab my chocolate chip chip recipe and I was like how am I going to find that and she's like it's underneath the beef stroganoff and before like this noodle one kind of in the middle and I'm like oh yeah here it is (laughs) so we all work differently you have a master skill yes but I was going to say that's why bins are great because people who are spatial just need a space. Yeah. They don't need it to be categorized mm-hmm. in 15 mm-hmm. different areas. Yes. So like for my mom, I think it's great. Like you said, you find those areas that you're mm-hmm. cluttering things mm-hmm. in. So yeah. for you as male, I have that too. Right. Or like clothes. Yeah. yeah. Where there's the clothes coming off. Yes. For sure. And one of hers was she just always had a lot of returns. Like she'd always go buy something yeah. and be like, oh, I got to return this. Yes. And so your mom is my mom. Yeah. So there would be like returns everywhere and she'd forget where they were. And so we just got her like a hamper and she literally put all her returns that in there. Smart. And then she'd just go through it and be like, oh, I'm going to the store today. What can I return? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. So it, it can like be that. really simple as you're just creating a space mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. where something needs to go. 
and then a routine to go yeah. retrieve it because yes. you're like, okay, here's my mail. It's in this spot. Yeah. So if you're someone who needs more detail, then like I have to have mm-hmm. things separated even more so. Like, okay, this is junk mail. Okay, this is this. Okay, this is that. Right. Whereas if you're spatial, you might just have, here's my mail area. Yeah. And when I, the kids go to bed, I go through quick and I, whatever. Exactly. So I think it's really amazing to see people's different skill sets kind of come to play when you're thinking about which of these work well for you. I just didn't want anyone to freak out and be like, I am never going to have like 16 bins of like toys or yeah. whatever. I mean, you yeah. could have like three bins. You could do baby toys in one big bin. Mm-hmm. You could do building materials in one big bin. And that's all the blocks that exist in your house. Exactly. I mean, it can be what works for you. Yeah. You just need to have a space for it. So now that we've covered toys um, and like various clutter spots in our house, we wanted to move on to a different phase in your life, which I have no experience in, but my mother does. <laughs> so I consulted her. It's the empty nester phase, right? Yes. So now your kids have moved out and you have your house full of stuff. And yeah. it's often the case, or at least it should be, that you start to go through stuff and get rid, declutter, figure out what you need, what you don't need any longer, not having kids in the home. And a few of the things I kind of talked to my mom about was, because she's kind of in the middle of purging. She's going through things. And I said, well, what did you do to keep kid stuff at a minimum? Because you talk to people and they are Mm -hmm. just like, their ears are bleeding, like their house is just bleeding out kid stuff. Like that's there. Especially when you're tied sentimentally to items, memorabilia, like drawings, your kids, you know, and I think there's a good balance. I I think you can overboard throw away stuff and treat it like it has no value Yeah, and then regret it later. But I also think you can hold on to way too much and think that it all has like sentimental value. Finding that balance is hard. So her way of doing it was she had like a tote for each kid. And in that tote, she'd put like report cards if she thought she wanted to save them, Mm -hmm. drawings, school art, Mm -hmm. um, photographs, if they were like particular to that kid, Um, anything that a kid would receive. Yes. She'd kind of be like, do I want to keep this long term? Yeah. Put it in their bin. Limiting it to one tote. Yes. So that's how she would use her judgment okay, it has to fit in this tote by the time they're out of high school. Okay. And so if I'm like saving like half a tote in kindergarten, that's a problem. It is, yeah. So she would, it was funny. I was going through it with her even more and I'm like, do you want to keep this picture? She's like, no, that's an awful picture. It's like something my brother drew. And she's like, only keep the good ones, like, or the funny ones. So it's like funny. She even like categorized, like, I want good and funny. Oh, cute. (laughs) Impressive or funny. That's the only art we're keeping. Random, not allowed. And I mean, my my son comes home with like letters that he makes at school, you know, and they're really cute. But even I've had to decide. I'm like, okay, this is really cute. Yeah. But it's also pretty generic. It's a penguin with cotton balls on it. So (laughs) we'll keep it on the fridge for a week and then it'll go in the trash. Yes. And it's okay. Um, so that's one thing she did to kind of keep, and then it's great because she said when you guys moved out, it was like, here's your bin if you want it. And her, you know, some of them are still in her house for like later when, but she just always said, she's like, I thought you want to show your kids like some Mm, of the stuff you did. And it is neat to go back through your old stuff and be like, oh, wow, I drew that or 
or things like that. So I think that's helpful. I do this for my kids. I have a smaller box and I call it their memorabilia box. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I kind of took her concept and I did two categories. I have one school bin and in this, like, it's like a banker's box and I have files. Okay. So each grade is a file. Okay. And I put my favorite art, their report cards from that year, their school pictures oh, or anything like a I note from a teacher that. I thought was cute. I just put that in each grade mm-hmm. and I even do... Um, like uh, at the beginning of the school year, I'm like, what's your favorite color? What do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, it's like a little questionnaire. And I then I just that. include that in there. It, because it does matter. These yeah. things do matter. And yes. having a designated space for that. Yeah. And being intentional with what you're saving, like mm-hmm. asking them questions and yes. things like that. I love that. Yeah. Love and it's that. a banker's box. So it's not going to take up a lot of space. For sure. And then it, again, it's something I can be like, here's your box. Okay, like when I'm they totally going to do thing. that. Super easy to make. Um, so I do that and then I have a memorabilia box where I put like their first communion, like, well, I haven't had any of that yet, but the like their baptism candle, candle their, yeah. yes, anything like that, that kind of pops up okay. that is specific to them. I'm not a big hair saver. I know some people save like the baby's first haircut or stuff. I don't do that, but if you did, you'd put it in there. <laughs> That's hilarious because. <laughs> My kids were looking at uh, my eldest. I, I made him a book, right? The first year book. And oh, it sure. had a little envelope. And my husband's cleaning up the room. He's like, what is this bag? And it's like <laughs> the bag of hair. And I'm like, what is that? And it says Matthew's first haircut. I'm like, we can toss that. He's like, eh, it's okay. He puts it back in the envelope. <laughs> That's what well, my husband has his first haircut. And I saw it recently. So I was like, oh, my gosh. I know. It made me think, gosh, I got to chop the other kids' hairs off and put it in a bag and call it their first. Because I haven't done it for the other Yeah, you had that much hair when you were that age. It was that light. Yeah. Yeah. It can get dark. (laughs) It's funny. Like, I know some people save teeth. Like, they make, like, teeth boxes for, like, the first teeth. I just personally don't do that. Just, I don't know why hair and teeth gross me out. So I just don't. But... To each his own because it is a, like memorabilia of like, hey, this is my kid. I mean. Yes. So definitely something you can do with that. Um, then she also, <laughs> she said she's a storage house for kids in transition of like, okay, they're in college or okay, they're their first yeah. professional, but they live in a small apartment. Mm-hmm. So she said she ends up having to have storage areas in her house where they keep things that they don't need now, yeah. but she wants to give them later. But I think as long as you designate a space for that, mm-hmm. um, my husband is notoriously bad at when he goes home and his mom wants him to go through his old closet. Yeah. It's like, yes. like there's all this stuff he's I never know. gone through. Oh, so it, she said that can be a tough part for empty nesters. Yeah. And I'd say the longer it collects dust, they probably don't need it. I know. So. <laughs> I know when I go back to San Diego, I was like, do you want to look through that furniture? And I'm like. No, <laughs> not what I want to do yeah. when I'm visiting. It's like, oh, sorry. Oh, time flew by. We got to yeah. go back home next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> another year, another storage. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that can be tough. And um, mm-hmm. she was just kind of saying, like, she doesn't mind doing it because it's like, you know, she's like, oh, like some of your college books really yeah. interesting. So I kept those. But yeah, the memory yes. and all that. But sometimes just like I feel like if you kind of intentionally keep, teach your kids about keeping things and decluttering mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There may be less of that storage you're yeah, doing when sure. they get that age. 
Um, so that's why I think it's good to teach kids early on what's worth keeping mm-hmm. and the amount, like what's an appropriate amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of my siblings' closets are like busting of stuff they've never gone through as kids. And some of my siblings like hardly have anything there. Yeah. That would be me. You're welcome, mom. I like don't have anything there. <laughs> You're by a the good way. daughter. I'm the one that's <laughs> cleared busting out. out of the seams. Oh, <laughs> oops. Sorry, mom. So is my husband. <laughs> but I really like giving kids like if it fits in this bin you can keep it yeah it's just kind of a good parameter even mm-hmm. for adults like mm-hmm. if i can fit it in my kitchen yeah i can keep it exactly if i can't i need to either get rid of something or i can't get this mm-hmm. and i think that's just a good rule of thumb to have so that was kind of her expression of her empty nesting and um she said it's like emotional to go through stuff like oh, like you know I like bet. you get to I see bet. the stuff going through it so it's kind of like a two-edged sword you hate yeah. it because you're like oh my gosh I have so much crud yeah. but at the same time you kind of come across like I know I was helping her yeah. go through and we were coming across funny things from my siblings like weird notes they wrote to my parents or like and it was just so funny oh. so it can be also like a cathartic process for a parent to right. like go through those things Um, but yeah, it can also be stressful because it's a lot. So her advice, um, and what she did was like one, one room at a time, one thing at a time. Yep. One space. Mm -hmm. Yes. Baby steps is the name of this podcast. So take it easy. Your house doesn't have to be decluttered Mm -hmm. tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but you might just say, what is my biggest problem? Yeah. And start there. Right. And it's also, you don't necessarily want to go deep in all in the first right. time it's like you can actually just start by clearing out the trash mm-hmm. everything like take a bag yeah and go through the rooms and just right or just even start the toys easy. which of these are broken what's broken yeah what's easy to let go of yep. start there yeah simple yeah and then you can get into the harder okay now yep when i'm trying to minimize how much i have mm-hmm. and again parameters all the toys we keep have to fit in these bins that i bought yeah like yeah. even for yourself, if you right. keep yourself to that rule. Yes, you're following the guidelines. Yes, and exactly. even if it's a great toy, someone else will play with it. You got this, mama. And don't forget, God walks among the pots and pans. See you next time.